Saparo Hokkaido at the Hokkaido Professional Sports Centre. They garnered a crowd of 2,068 and 3,751 respectively, which tell you an awful lot about the main event on the Sunday evening, which was quite good. And to discuss how good it was, here is Mr. John Dinsdale, who managed to con to review these shows with me. How are you, sir? I'm all right. A bit more lethargic than normal, so I might not get as angry and ranty as usual. But as you said, it's, um, yeah... These were better than expected New Japan shows, so even I don't have a whole lot to get that angry about. <laughs> I, actually, when I passed this around, who would like to review these shows? I knew I would only get one response, which was from John. More people wanted to cover the Glate shows last week than do New Japan right now. That's how bad low expectations are. I mean, I, I have had to miss a couple of shows lately, so call it penance on my part. <laughs> So we'll go to Saturday's show, that was the 19th, which opened with Suzuki Goon, Duki, and Takemichinoku defeating Kosei Fujita and Toki Makabe, Togi Makabe in 6 minutes and 59 seconds. There was only ever going to be one winner of this, obviously. Do have to say, though, Duki, after his run in Best of Super Juniors, is carrying himself with a plum. And I was impressed with young Fujita. He's after it. He looks like he could do something. He's not very particularly experienced, obviously. He's been on shows for about three three or four months now. But I like him what I see so far of the of the junior, the young young men coming through the dojo. I think he's really cool. What's your thoughts on this match, John? Yeah, with perfect opening fodder. Doki is really starting to kick into another gear to the point that we might actually see him get a championship belt at some point. I would think so. I think the the issue is uh Nobu and Despi kind of kings of the hill when it comes to junior heavyweight tag team wrestling and Despy's the best junior heavyweight in the division <laughs> so in the Suzuki gun light heavyweight division within a division he's ranked third in his own company third in his own faction which does cause a bit of an issue when it comes to coming up the ranks doesn't it yeah I guess it's just it would be nice to see this sort of like, I've always been a fan of his, but this massive improvement over the past year to the point that he is basically the go-to glue guy for most, like, Suzuki gun multi-mans. It's like, you feel like a reward is due. I'm wondering, hear me out here. Um, well, the, I never open, not say who's currently champions, because that'll give away tomorrow's show, but um, never open weight six-man tag team titles seem ripe for him. And a combination, maybe um, Dangerous Tackers or um, Tacker and The Boss. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe. It, fe- it feels like something is due his way just for the amount of effort he's put in for the company. <laughs> maybe a couple of wins in New Japan Cup. So that's, that's something we need to talk about as well. Oh, um, God, they've put 48 people in it. Yeah. It's, that's one thing that didn't need to be bigger. <laughs> 
We'll, we'll talk about that at the end because that's going to start next week. Um, and the, the brackets are intriguing. Oh well, I've seen some of the brackets. I did not bother to read all forty, like sorry, twenty-four matchups. Oh, it's not twenty-four matchups, isn't it? No, there's <laughs> difficult to explain, but some people are getting a bye to the second round. <sighs> I suppose it would be impossible to have that many matches. Yeah. That yeah, in that that much of a hurry. So yeah, so it's not as bad as it seems. But it's still as bad as it seems. Anyway, let's just move on. Second match, Duki. Oh, we've done that one. Minoru Suzuki and Tai Chi defeated Yohei Awa and Doriano in eight minutes and two seconds. This was a precursor to the events of the Never, sorry, the King of Pro Wrestling Provisional Championship on night two, which was set to be a uh, dog cage match. Um, where the dog cage was presented at ringside for your wrestling enjoyment, and the match ended up with Toriano. Uh, handcuffed to uh, the referee as the cage was pushed down the aisle because they couldn't figure out a way of getting um, either of them undone. Um, this kind of set up what to expect for the next night. It was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Uh, what did you think of it? Yeah, it was giving Tai Chi a win. It's always good in my books. Perfectly serviceable, told its little story, showed what we were to expect. And again, the young lions get to Show their stuff in a match that's slightly more substantial than their um, 10 minute exhibitions. Yeah, Awaya is, is pretty handy. He didn't back down from Tai Chi, which is, you know, no mean feat these days. Tai Chi would have run away from him like three years ago. But in this particular case, no, it was good. And Yano got creative with, with this particular run, and I've liked it. It's been a bit different from him because Suzuki tends to bring out the best in Yano, and Yano tends to bring out the worst in Suzuki. So this was really kind of cool. It, it was enjoyable from that particular point of view. Uh, more meatiness coming up next. Big man meatiness and cheating. As Chaos, Tom Hirishi and Yo defeated House of Torture in 10 minutes and 37. So this particular House of Torture lineup was Dick Togo and Sho. And as soon as you knew Dick Togo was wrestling, there was only going to be one result. <laughs> Which feels really sacrilegious, doesn't it? It does. Because Dick Togo is like literally one of the greatest wrestlers and wrestling minds of the last 30 years. Or is in a screenshot from an old WCW show I saw floating around on Twitter, Dick Tugo. Tugo. Is that, is that in a uh, special ETL, um, takeaway order? I don't know. Anyway, yes, it, it, was, it, it wasn't it was terrible. There was the usual level of... I yeah. just remember the finish and that's it. Like, I can't remember this match and I only watched it yesterday. Yeah. It, hmm. This is, I think this is the trouble with House of Torch matches is they tend to all kind of like run into one and essentially they're all the same. So, you know, and it's kind of like, I know the Eastern audience are kind of lapping it up, but the Western audience is not... Really, I don't know how to describe how much the Western audience reacting to it. Just not particularly well. I think the thing that annoys me the most is they've managed to make Ishii boring. Yeah, because he can't get any momentum up. This one wasn't so bad because he could get momentum up. In fact, it was the story. A large part of this match was he was determined to get a vertical suplex on somebody, and he eventually did. <laughs> it's like, there was another evil match which I haven't watched. And because uh, I couldn't after the Wrestle Kingdom one that gave Evil a one star match. 
not evil, sorry, Ishii a one-star match, you know, just like, that's it, that, that's the most unforgivable offence this side of the planet. Yeah. It's just, you do not make Ishii boring. And it, it's still going, and I hate it. Holy shit, I found something to rant about. Yeah. <laughs> As we'll find out later in the show, like one of my old go-to rant points just isn't applicable anymore. Well, there you go. Right then, we'll move on because it's like, you know, it's House of Torture and we can, there are other things to talk about. Oh, yes. Great Okan versus Tommy Akiyama. Wasn't ever going to tear trees up. Honor isn't the most favorite person here um, in this particular show for obvious reasons. Um, and Okan is really good and is showing growth spurts. And some people were saying online maybe there is a bit of a a bit of a mini push going on for your Okan and may do well in the New Japan Cup, and I wouldn't disagree. I think you'll get at least three rounds in. Um, given how many I'd rounds are going to be this year. It just because like it would give us someone different. Yeah, I think that's the thing. There were minor shifts towards different. I think the thing is they're doing the right thing in the sense of it's the anniversary year, and you kind of got to have a traditional kind of approach to it, and that means some traditional faces. And I have no issue with that. No other some people people will. Or they're trying to like rebuild the company after two years of there. However, I think Great Okan's kind of very much a traditional New Japan guy. Well, he's, he's one of their original young lions who's now come back and is a dominator. It's like surely that makes for good sort of fodder for a like celebration year because it's like look what we can make and look what they come back as. It's like. Surely that story just writes itself. You've got an ultimate point for company pride here. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well is like he does traditional in the New Japan sense. He's a badass shooter and he's got that sports background. And while he is quite character led and a lot of his stuff is kind of old school, it works well in the environment he's placed in. Plus, I'd love to see anyone else try to shriek as highly pitched as he can without being hit in the balls. Or being a 12 year old girl. <laughs> not there's anything wrong with 12 year old girls but they do shriek at quite a high element of frequency anyway let's just I move on I really said anything about the match because well, it's, what, there's what uh, to say <laughs> <laughs> he's on me he tried some headbutts he missed Okan pushed him around like a whip dog there you go Okan's match the following day was far more interesting though Definitely. There this was, was alright. It was alright, but there was it was on the match. It was a standard on the match. There wasn't even that many Kokeshis to make you happy. No, there was a lack of Kokeshis. As you know, as we we talked about before, he's not a particularly nice person. So it's just like, oh, Honma. Anyway. Is it bad that I really want Honma to just like leave New Japan, go back to BJW and just do more rolling around and barbed wire? I'm not sure he's particularly keen on the whole idea, and I'm not sure his neck would agree with it either. No, it's, it's not the smartest idea, but it would be entertaining. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Los <laughs> Ignorables day upon Harumi Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, Detsu Yuneto, who is now back in the position of being announced last for the Los Ignorables team because he's now ranked higher than everyone else. Uh, for the longest time, Shingo went out last because he was world champion. And I wonder if that irked Dato, somewhat chronic. <laughs> they defeated Kazuchika Okada, Satoshi Tajima, and Yuji Nagata 
18 minutes and three seconds. There was a big, oh, when uh, uh, Nagata got in the ring with Shingo. That was cool. It's because it's, that's just like the ultimate, you can play this match as many times as you want and it'll never get boring pairing. Yeah, I mean, there was a big, oh, when NATO kicked off with the Carter, because that was going to happen. Everyone knew that. But when they tagged out and he tagged out Nagata and he tagged in Shingo, it was like, oh, <laughs> want to see this. This will be cool. And it's it was. A, that, that is a pairing that I would watch main event any show and be like, mm. yep, I'm happy with this. Because Nagata is one of the most certifiable draws in New Japan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care what people might disagree with in there. If you put Nagata in a ring and it's the case if he's going against someone from the younger generation, his generation, hell, they could put him in the ring with an old guy and it'll still just be like, that's it, main event spot. I'm going to watch it because it's a guaranteed shit-kicking. Yeah. Like, and that, that spiced up what was basically kind of a generic, oh, yeah, some of these guys have matches tomorrow tag. Yeah, true. Uh, 7.2 match for from the cage match users. They were into it. They liked it. I did as well. My um, big problem is it's hard to tell this match apart from the one that happened the day after, apart from there was two different people. <laughs> I think... I think that is a bit of an issue with LIJ in the sense they've got so good at being a six-man tag team or an eight-man tag team or a ten-man tag team that they're just just awesome. But it does mean you're going to see super slick tag team wrestling with the same moves quite often. And they kind of need to shake things up a bit, a little, I think. For what this was, it was fine. Like yeah. I can't complain about it. And yeah. as you said, Shingo Nagata again just inject that match into my veins. It's probably yeah. stronger than heroin. Nice, nice to see Chaos and the regular army tagging together again. Oh, can we also talk about the fact Bushi was in the match and didn't lose? Bushi wasn't in the match. That's the next one. It's Hiromo, Shingo, and Tetsuya Nato. No, on the New Japan site, I've got <laughs> it is an eight man where it was Nagata. Ah, yeah, it will be an eight man. So yeah, boys, but cage match. I've done bushy dirty there, and they need to change that. Striger, are you listening? You need to fix it, mate. Sort this out. Do apologise, folks. Yeah, I I can't remember this match as well as I think I should. But they, they <laughs> there's a person missing. Then again, there's there's no pictures of like Tenzan or maybe they weren't in it. And they Tenzan, just never... Tenzan wasn't in it. So th- they just never updated the site. No, it was an eight man tag. You are right. Um, hang on. What no. The f- Did they no, just... Tenzan definitely wasn't in it. So they just changed the match and they never changed the results page. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so apologies f- to Cage Match. They were wrong. New Japan don't know how to record their own matches. There you go. What? What the fuck is going on? Yes, now I think about it. No, there was definitely no Tenzan in there. Cause I was looking was res- at it thinking, hang on a sec, I don't remember a single bit in this match with either Tenzan or Bushi. Yeah. What, what the hell is going on here? Is my memory balked? No, 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 no. They were just winning the match. Oh. Wow, which will tell you the problem New Japan has right now. Right there. That's the thing just there. Right there. Can't even be bothered to look at the results of our matches. There we go. I can't, I can't <laughs> even remember who's in or not in the match. 
Let's move on to the next match, which was with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title way. It was a four-way match, which was won by Master Wato and Raisuke Taguchi. I'm sure that's going to please John the win. They beat Cute. I, I can't I can't attack Wato anymore. Like, no, he's a he, champion he's now. Earned, he earned this. He was he great did. at this. Well, I was told you. It got good. Quick. Bullet Club's cutest tag team, El Fantasma and Taiji Ishimori, Flying Tiger, Robbie Eagles, the Tiger Mask, who were the champions up until Saturday, and Suzuki Guns, El Desperado, and Yoshiru Kanemura. Notably, El Desperado said in his post-match interview, I'd actually forgotten who the tag team champions were until I walked the ring and saw Robbie and uh, Tiger Mask. Went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which... Desperado is just like the ultimate no-fucks given on the mic now, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, Robbie's... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. all right. Oh, all right, let's, let's go. He's just... It... Despy's ace. Despy's on another planet of just raw wrestling ability. Um, so, yeah, and he's just... He paid his dues for a very, very long time, and I'm so glad it paid off for him because he was always this good. He just needed to... Everything, everything had to be aligned in place and everyone else had to see it, and now they do. And it was absolutely right as him keeping the belt off Hiromu at Wrestle Kingdom because Hiromu doesn't need the belt. He's going to be a massive superstar regardless. Despy now sees himself as the face of the division. And damn right he should do. Him and Hiromu are going to move junior heavyweight wrestling forward in a direction I don't think it's been in. I think this is... I think them two are your Tiger Mask and Dynamite for the 21st century, in my particular estimation. Anyway, let us move back to this match because we're doing dirty to Mr. Wato and Raisuke Taguchi, who work their socks off, to be fair to them. There were some nice moments in this. I like Wato giving Tiger Mask his mask back that had been nicked by um, Bullet Club's cutest tag team. That was cool. I like the finish because Phantasma and Ishimori had a bit of a minor falling out, which could be woo, intriguing, especially considering the fact we seem to be heading to Bullet Club Civil War Mark II. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I enjoyed this. I, it was just kind of a nice bit of junior tag anarchy. And there was just, yeah, a lot of nice spots, a lot of fun little moments. And as I said, me not hating Master Wato, <laughs> which still feels weird. But as I no. said, the last time you forced me to watch like New Japan, it was just, he's improved a whole lot. His image is better, his confidence is there, and he's being put with people he can work with. Yeah. That's the thing. And he even did like a super spinny kick and didn't fuck it up. So like, well done. <laughs> you are now think... part of the 69th junior tag yes. champions. This well is, done. This is Taguchi's been obsessing over being the 69th world tag team champion, uh, IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champion, because he was the IWGP uh, 69th junior heavyweight champion. He wanted the full set of junior honours. Presumably that means he'll have to hang around till the 69th best of Super Juniors then. That might be a while. <laughs> um, but yeah. In the bum of you with a Zimmer frame. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, no, this was good. It was solid. It was nice. Um, should we talk about the Bullet Club issues at the moment? At this point, it seems like a good point to point out. If you watched Impact Wrestling last week, you will know that Jay White turned on the Gorillas of Destiny and him and Chris Bay sided uh, with uh, Guns and Gallows, Carl uh, Anderson and um, the, the Good Brothers, as it were, um, re rejoining them into Bullet Club and trying to unite the elite and Bullet Club across Impact Wrestling, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
uh, I presumably some because because Ichikokada has made best friends of Dark Chaos, so therefore you know. <laughs> but you see, the thing is, Bullet Club are never going to have an alien, are they? No, they're not. So, anywho, um, that means that. Well, I don't know. It's really sure what it means because Gorillas of Destiny are kind of as Bullet Club as Bullet Club gets, and I don't see where other people are going to fall. And this is the kind of thing that could actually be a civil war because if Bullet Club's cutest tag team break up and side with Gorillas of Destiny, and um, where does Farley go and where does Chase Owens go? It, this has actually made Bullet Club mildly intriguing at the moment, and I think it's not a bad thing. We're missing the hot button issue, though. What's that? Where's House of Torture going to fall? Mm. Preferably off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Gorillas of Destiny, um, Tamatonga did say Evil was a better leader of Bullet Club than Jay ever was. And that's what caused a rift between Jay and, and Tamatonga. Sorry, what, what has Tamatonga been smoking? Like, I get well, the storylines sort of have to hit this, but like, no. Well, no yes, way. but I. It's, uh, as Kevin Kelly has said in the past, Tama likes tilting at windmills to see which way the wind will blow. And he was kind of like, he's never been a front-time leader in Bullet Club. He's always been the backseat driver, and he's done things, you know, if you remember way back when, to the elite having the massive fight with the Bullet Club regulars uh, some years ago on um, uh, being the elite, Tama was the one sat down smiling as everyone beat each other up. <laughs> and that's kind of been his style and um, that's where we're kind of stuck I think we don't know where things are going to fall but things will become clear because you know the firing squad are the firing squad and all due respect to them and they'll know where they need to fall but I'm wondering where this is all going to play out it certainly makes for an interesting storyline and hopefully will give us a break from you know a house of torture ruining everyone else's matches oh there you go we shall see when they all get back together again. Shall we move on to the semi-main event? Uh. <laughs> Bishimon. They have a name now. Bishimon, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, the IWGP Tag Team Champions, accompanied rather sensibly by Tomohiro Ishii and Yo, defeated the House of Torture, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi, who were accompanied by Dick Togo and Sho. 16 minutes and 55 seconds. Of a bit of an interference-led mess, which was better than the Ishii match at Wrestle Kingdom, but the, the few things are worse, and was better than the six-man tag on Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. So this wasn't awful, but was barely watchable. It was mm, it was kind of like bits of it like, eh, hey, it's like, oh. And right team won, is all I can say. John, your thoughts? Um, I don't have any. This was sludge. It was boring, <laughs> monotonous, <laughs> and completely pointless. I think this is the thing. Like, you built Goto and Yoshihashi as this world-class tag team. You know, they beat Dangerous Techers twice in the space of two months. They won World Tag League. They're IWGP Tag Team Champions, arguably the best tag team in the world right now. And then you give them sludge like this to work with. And the, I think the thing that ruins it even more for me is we knew the same thing was going to happen again tomorrow. Yeah, that's it. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, give them a proper challenger instead of just having the same match twice in a row. Like, nobody wants to see how well. Clearly, people want to see House of Torture, otherwise they won't be getting booked this high up. But, like, Christ alive. 
Yeah. Like, can we at least have them in different matches each night? Like, there yeah. are other tag teams in the divisions than makeshift bullshit with a House of Torture team that are just going to do the same stuff. Yeah, true. Ugh. I zoned anyway. out of so much of this, I can't even remember most of it. I'll be honest, I'm with you. It was all right. I remember the finish and Yoshiashi got the pin, which is never a bad thing, let's be honest. So, yeah, it was good, but th- that was it. Should we move on? Yeah. I think you said all you can say about that match. Sonada defeated, rather surprisingly, Hiroshi Tanahashi in 29 minutes and 26 seconds of a very good wrestling match. It was of high quality. I'm not completely sure why Sonada has the belt. I'm not sure he's the best choice. I would have thought Tanahashi keeping the belt and putting some luster on it for a while would have been a bad choice. And there was a lot of people discontent that Kenta only got one run with the belt. Obviously, he would have had to drop it considering the number of injuries he's had from that particular match. But, yeah, this was very good, technically. And the crowd was clearly into it. And they liked Sonata winning the title. I think it's his own town, wasn't it? I know he's done well in that arena before because he beat uh, Okada there, didn't he? This is what you call a consolation prize. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, like, Sonata's had so many big runs with Okada and at the championship in general and never come out on top. And this is the first time he's set his sights on a lower belt and he's won. This is basically New Japan saying, oh, God, we've left you the bridesmaid so many times and nobody's ever going to believe you was a credible challenger to a title again. So here, have this belt. You can beat Tanahashi. It'll be all well and good. We'll give you a few months for this title and then, you know, business as usual. Someone's going to come along, kick your ass. You're going to go for the world title. You're going to fail again. And then, you know, we've made you interesting for a few months, so you can't complain. And wow, I'm being really cynical. Yeah, but you're not far wrong. It's like this was the first match in a while where I've been interested in anything Sonada has done. And I think that's purely down to Tanahashi making him look amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, you I know, sin- forcing him to do anything but be a listless robot. I mean, yeah, but that's kind of his character. <laughs> I get that it's his character, but if the character's boring, I'm still not going to get invested in it. <laughs> I know, but it's to the fans of LIJ, he's, enig- en- he's enigmatic. To you, he's boring. You know, it's it's one of those. I can understand where you're coming from, but we were like, you know, six years ago when he joined the company, we were like, "This is amazing! He's going to do really well." He, he seems to have found his groove. The only thing is that groove was not particularly very wide, That's and now he seems story. to have sorted himself out. The only enigma I find when I'm watching Sonata matches is how can you be so bored doing the thing you supposedly love? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It was more entertaining when he was than watching him when he was a happy-go-lucky baby face back in his Wrestle One Impact days because he was just annoying. I mean, he's still annoying now, just for different reasons. Well, just no. here, I happen to enjoy the match because you know there was a bit of life behind those cold, dead eyes. It's called Cold School, John. <laughs> I know. I just. Again, it's. I just wish that, like, we could see more of this sort of life from him on a daily basis. Because most of the time, I see him in either multi-mans or matches. I know he's not going to win, and in yeah. which case, it's just oh, through the motions, plodding, stone-faced, non-reactive, non-flinching Sonata, and it's like, oh, cool, yeah, he's he's being a statuesque, enigmatic man who. Apparently has the expression range of Steven Seagal. It's like, yeah, well done. 
uh, I don't know. This was good. I enjoyed it, but like, is it gonna last? <laughs> is all well, I yeah. Well, no one seems to keep on to that US title for more than one defense. So we'll see, I guess. It's like they're going to announce his next challenger, and we're going to be like, "Well, he's losing that." It'll be Moxley. Then yes. <laughs> it's like he's going to lose it the same way he won it. Expression loss. Okay, we move on then to the second night, which was a much, much bigger crowd, but then again, a much, much bigger main event. Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, Jado, and Taiji Ishimori open proceedings against Flying Tiger and Kosei Fujita in six minutes and 44 seconds of perfectly passable professional wrestling. Uh, the guys at Cage Match gave it 5.27, which kind of summed it up. I, I don't remember much of this except for Fujita having the right crack at going, having to go at stuff. He had Ishimori in the Boston Crab, who was screaming which was nice to see him selling for that. So, yeah, it was good. What did you think of this? Yeah, it was fine. Again, it was just kind of one of those Bullet Club opening tag bouts. And, again, you just kind of know who's going to lose because there's a young lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not so lion-like. It's more cub-like in this particular case. And similarly, in the second match, Duki and Taichi defeated Rayo away and Tomoishi in 9 minutes 11 seconds. Uh, tai Chi and Ishii squaring off against each other. They had a nice little match up there. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And uh, Dookie. But also, Iowa did kind of like chest himself up to Tai Chi, tried it on a few times, and Tai Chi seemed to appreciate the effort. It was good, I thought. Didn't stop him dropping him on his head, but... Well, no, but, you know... You can't remember Suzuki's good to appreciatively nod your off nod at your offense. You're doing all right, aren't you? Really? It's like I will acknowledge you before I kill you. Yes, you have done a pleasant <laughs> pleasant turn there, young man. Well done. Now your obliteration will continue. <laughs> you did good, kid. I'm only going to kill you once. Yes, but as a ratty school of charm, right. We'll move on to the next match, which was a non-tile match. I was wondering if there was a tile match or not, to be honest, because I couldn't really tell. Uh, six or nine, Master Wato and Isuki Taguchi defeated Suzuki Gun, El Desperado and Ashinubi Kanemura in 10 minutes and 31 seconds, which was a bit short for the legends of the division that Despi and Kanemaru are, but it kind of furthers the story of Wato and Desperado, who have been going back and forth over the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship Junior title. Um, they did have a promo in the middle of this tour where Wato challenged uh, Desperado. And then Taguchi came up and started ranting about the tag team titles. And Desperado said, but it's a singles match, you idiot. You're not involved. <laughs> so I have a feeling Despi kind of likes Wato a little bit. I think he seems, sees something in him that maybe we all haven't. Um, I mean, yeah. as long as he doesn't win the junior heavyweight title from Despi, I'm, I'm fine with Wato. No, nah, he's not going to. Not yet. I don't think Wato's ready for the championship push just yet. I think he needs a little more seasoning. I don't think he's in a row move and comes coming straight off the bat and be god level wrestler straight away. I think he needs a bit more time to bed himself in a bit. I think this was the feud to sort of bring him to like the forefront and yeah. like sure that he can actually do something other than, you know, botch moves and look like a Power Ranger. I think that's the thing. He's like he's he's kind of up in the Robbie Eagles level of like hierarchy within the junior division. He's not at the top, but he's he's kind of he's there. He's 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 definitely well known. Next up, Great Okan defeats Satoshi Kojima in ten minutes and twenty three seconds. 
This was a lot more interesting than the match in the previous day with Honma, mainly because they built the story around Okan trying to rip into Kojima's arm um, and take away his lariat, obviously, and he tried it with cross arm breakers and all sorts of mission moves. And then Kojima, going a bit feral, an old school Kojima, heel Kojima, and really cracking into Okan and trying to rip his arm off in return. And that made for an interesting story. Ribs. In yeah. The- that was that was the <laughs> that was the story at least. <laughs> Did he I genuinely know, break his rib? I have no idea, but there was some pretty nasty spots around it. And I mean, the way Alcan was acting, you'd think he genuinely busted. He does sell really well, though. This is true. I I was sort of on the fence at this because at first I'm sort of like, okay, we've got a story here. But as it went on, I'm just like, hang on a sec, is he actually got a broken rib here? No, but Okan sell, sell, is selling this exceptionally. It's on like a different level. So yeah, this made it worthwhile and made Kojima look like a superstar in the process. So yes, it just totally helps that this. Like, Kojima is way more dynamic than Honma. Yeah, as well. Like this was a match full of energy. It wasn't right. Got to babysit the plotting guy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's going for his head, but got to move out the way. Oh, he's doing it really slowly, so it's going to look even worse. But oh well. Yeah. Whereas with this, it was like, oh God, Kojima's going to take his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That's it. Okay, then we'll move on to the next one, which is the match you didn't particularly like. Bushi, Hiromi Takashi, Sanada, and Shingo Takagi of Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I take offense to that. It was just indistinguishable from the one they had last time, apart from this time it had Tanahashi and Sanada in. <laughs> and this time they're against Togi Makabe, Tommy Akahoma, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Yuji Nagata. Um, so, yeah, 11 minutes and 16 seconds. And you're right, it was pretty indistinguishable. It was nothing wrong with it. It was fine. Scored slightly less than the match from the previous day, according to the gauge match users. The previous day, they're giving it 7.2. This one got 6.7, which seems reasonable to me. Probably because we were like, haven't we just seen all of this Sanada and Tanahashi stuff? Did we really need to see it again? Probably. Possibly. I did like the, the regular army guys trying to make a pose at the beginning of the match. That They seemed to pour effort into that and then kind of all drifted off of it. Which that was did, funny. It was funny. That kind of sums them all up. <laughs> I think it was a fifth, the, fifth, the 50th anniversary announcement. Honma was giving a press conference. Yes, Honma was giving a press conference and Tanahashi and Makabe were off to the side mimicking and miming at the camera. They couldn't understand a word he was saying because of his throat. <laughs> what they wind each other up from the chronic but yeah um, well, when we get to the actual nuts and bolts of the evening this the is reason the why we turned up we have probably ever seen in this, this is a whole level of, of um, Twitter wrestling Twitter after dark that we have not seen for quite some time New Japan King of Pro Wrestling provisional championship match which was a dog cage match featuring Doriano who defeated the King of Pro Wrestling, Minoru Suzuki, in 13 minutes and 48 seconds. Now, in a traditional wrestling match sense, this wasn't much cop. But in an entertainment sense, by gum, I enjoyed this thoroughly. This was brilliant. Like, yes. Fuck anyone who thinks, oh, it's not wrestling. Fuck right off. This was fun as hell. <laughs> the basic principle of this was the fact that uh, Toriano had been trying to sneak keys to handcuffs that Minoru Suzuki had been bringing down to ringside which he wasn't allowed to have because that was part of the rules because Minoru Suzuki is the champion and he gets to pick the rules <laughs> so 
Uh, he wasn't allowed to have keys, so they spent 10 minutes trying to find the keys, and then they went back and forth with the handcuffs. And Suzuki let Yano have a bit of offense in and then just murdered him, but he was offense was offensive. And then they went back and forth, and eventually Minoru Suzuki maneuvered Toriyano into the cage. And I like the fact they didn't tease it 15 times. He got on with it. He got him worn down enough and threw him in the cage. But the dog collar that he put around Yano's neck to make sure he got him to the cage got caught by Yano clipping it into the cage. And Minoru Suzuki still had the lead on his wrist, which he couldn't get off because it got pulled up tight. Yano managed to pull Suzuki into the cage and get the door locked and threw in a young boy for good measure to make sure he couldn't get out. And then Suzuki was trapped in the cage, seething. And he seized for more time than the match happened, I'm pretty sure. It seemed like he was seething for 10 minutes. And the young boys, having good common sense, didn't let him out of the cage until they got him in the back. <laughs> so this was fun. This was proper pro wrestling from a fun point of view. And you know how mad Suzuki is now. So the rest of the story writes itself. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fun way to sort of send off Suzuki on another American murder tour. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's coming back to the States with a vengeance because Yano's just made him look like an idiot and he's not going to be happy with this. No, he's going to kill people for the next month then go back to New Japan and hunt down Yano again. He'll kill him too. But every, every, every three or four years ago, he gets embroiled in a feud with Tori Yano and he always ends up on the worst end of the stick until eventually Yano makes one mistake and it ends up in Yano being hospitalized in a kayfabe sense. Not it's, in an actual sense. I find it difficult not to enjoy this because it's just a mix of like Suzuki level horror movie, like rage and slapstick comedy with an air of kink to it. Like it's, <laughs> it's just perfect. It's, it's awesome. like, oh, someone, someone's going in the dog cage. Oh, I hope it isn't me. <laughs> oh no, handcuffs. Oh god. Oh, you're gonna choke me. Oh no. It's just like you can feel like these might just be Suzuki listing out things he likes in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> that was a joke. Please don't. Do okay, then we move on to the Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Team Title Match, which was the semi main event of an arena show, which will tell you how good. The prior champions were because they got this up to this particular level and how oh, popular they think House of Tortures. Yeah. So the House of Torture champions, Evil Show and Ninja Takahashi, they defeated Chaos, Hiroki, Goto, Yo and Yoshihashi when Evil pinned Yoshihashi in 17 minutes and 7 seconds of back and forth shenanigans. 5.96 from the cage match users. Oh, sorry, 5.56 from the cage match users. They didn't even think it was that good. It's all right, but a bit boring. Your thoughts, John? Um, again, just just house of torture bullshit. It's again, I just couldn't, I couldn't with this. I glazed over for so much of this. I think as well is the point. You know what's coming next. <laughs> there was no way that like House of Torture were losing these titles, and you're just like, no, because oh. they've won the they haven't won the tag titles the previous day. There was hope if they'd won the tag titles the previous day. Now they knew. Now they probably weren't. I did. I did get my hopes up a couple of times. I was like, "Oh, oh no!" So they did a good job. Did a good job of getting the near falls right, but it was the build up to the near falls that were the problem. It's just, just 
for some reason, New Japan really want House of Torture to succeed, so they're always going to have a title. Or two, because apparently Evil is a god in this bloody company. And again, I like Evil. <clears throat> I did really used to like Evil, and I loved seeing him become more evil during the sort of G1 run where he was just being an absolute bastard for most of it. But then all that's come of this since is slow, plodding, heel-filled shenanigans stuff that even the WWE probably looks at and thinks, eh, you're probably overdoing it. Yeah. Yeah, is what it is, I guess. And that's that. But there you go. And especially when you like, the next match is Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> Pardon me. For the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, two bona fide wrestling geniuses at the top of their game. Press go. And you know it's going to be great. It, how can it not be great? And it was great. So the thing prior is not the same as this. Someone put on Twitter, Tetsuya Nato versus Kazuchika Okada is the New Japan Pro Wrestling I want to see. And I think that's probably could be heard by everybody. I know not everyone's in disagrees agrees with us, and that's fine. But I think this is the thing is it was it's been nice to get away from all the dead serious stuff but it's the dead serious stuff that matters and that's why you buy tickets and i pay for nato versus Okada any day of the week and twice on sundays and i'm pretty sure you would too joe too no, i'm pretty sure you would too do too too john what's your thoughts on this match even whilst i put my teeth back in yeah i i will concede that this was awesome like i I always know what I'm getting with Night or Nakada. Like they're one of those dream pairings that you can just sort of put together and something good will come of it. It's it was just a fun rather expedient for a New Japan world title main event encounter between two guys who can basically snap their fingers and have everyone excited. It's this is the sort of New Japan that brought everyone to the dance. And now it's what they're going to have to keep trying to do to keep people there whilst the music's gone to a shit sort of genre for a while. Like, this is the start of putting things back together. And if nothing else, it sort of shows that under all the sort of house of torture, ridiculous booking, nonsensical choices they've made, they still have some glimmer of what makes New Japan New Japan. I think that's it. It's, it's, this is a classic rivalry. I think we're pretty much past the days of Tanahashi challenging for this belt at a high level, against Okada anyway, because they've done that to death, and probably against NATO because they've done that to death. So NATO versus Okada is the big money draw, and you can see this setting things in motion for a Carter in years' time at Wrestle Kingdom. That's a possibility. It kind of sets you, kind of gets your juices flowing. Is this going to happen again on the big stage? Because that's what NATO really shines. Um, and it had all the usual elements of NATO being this uh, scrambled genius. No, the fuses don't quite fit together, and he never quite get everything to right. It didn't get Destino right at all in this match. You know, he got the half-running Destino on, but he didn't get the perfect drop Destino. So he, so he went to being the goal Stardust Genius, and he tried the Phoenix Splash, and he got that perfectly, but it wasn't enough, which he hardly ever does anymore. He pulled out all the stops to try and beat Okada for this title. And, it, yeah, it's the... It's... 
it's intriguing. Just NATO as a person is intriguing. I'm not a bigger fan of NATO as I am of Akada for obvious, for just personal taste reasons. Akada's my kind of wrestler, and just the way he carries himself, and it reminds me of Nick Bockwinkel and Ric Flair and Harley Race and the great champions of the past. And NATO's not that, and there's nothing wrong with being not that, but it's just not Michael Petit. But NATO is a wrestling genius. He is outstanding at doing things in this kind of environment and there isn't any two wrestlers in the world better than this at this kind of wrestling and yeah it just it clicks the magic you know as soon as the bell went and they sized each other up you know this is going to be amazing and it's like putting your favorite album on <laughs> put your favorite cd in the cd player and just chill going back and you've got everything in your head you know what's going to click and what's going to make it great and at the end of the match Akada thanks Nato again, sticks his fist in the air, and Nato smiles and sticks his fist up. We'll do this again one more time. And that is, that's what keeps people coming back, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Akada did speak about his own personal future. The anniversary show, traditionally the IWGP heavyweight champion wrestles the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, the two oldest championships in New Japan. Despy asked for it to be a world title match last year. I wonder if he'll ask again. <laughs> be churlish not to wouldn't it Akada versus Desperado for the IWGP heavyweight championship there's a main event for you and it's somebody new that Despy that uh, Akada hasn't wrestled before Despy's never wrestled Akada in a singles match and that should be something to look forward to wouldn't you think yeah I'd love to see that and honestly it would be the funniest well it would be the most entertaining concept if Despy actually won it <laughs> well, here we go. New Japan Cup brackets. The opening match will be Kazuchika Okada versus El Desperado in a non-title match. So there you go. Winner of the New Japan Cup usually wins an opportunity at the heavyweight championship or one of the heavyweight singles championships or the championship of their choice. I'm assuming if a junior wins, they'll get a crack at Despi if they want it. But let's go through all the matches. Kazuchika Okada versus El Desperado. The winner will take on Master Wato. Who's your man? Sorry, who was that? I had Kazuch Masato and I completely blanked. Kazuchika Okada versus El Desperado. The winner gets Masterwato. Oh, so it's it's Despi's definitely winning to get Wato. So they can be like, because then Wato's going to beat Despi and it'll be like, oh, guess what? Look, Wato can beat Despi. Oh, no. But yeah, That's... but then Despi's also beaten the world champion. Oh. So that means Wato would have a light, could have a shot at Okada by the end of the first week. <laughs> Tariano versus Tai Chi. Winner gets Hiroshi Tenzan. Ooh. I'm not sure on that one. What do you think? Um, hmm. Yano is a better tournament wrestler than Tai Chi is. Tai Chi has a tendency to sink like a stone in a tournament. So I think Yano versus Tenzan. I think Tai Chi, because they can potentially go for, like, one of those old school, like, hammer bouts with Tai Chi and Tenzan. Possibly. Yuji Nagata versus Hiroki Goto. Winner gets Dick Togo. Sorry, you'll have to say that one again. I am. Yuji Nagata versus Hiroki Goto. The winner gets Dick Togo. I'm just trying to make it more... I can't help it if people accidentally messenger call me. Okay, I'll turn my volume up. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, it's, prob it's probably going to be Goto. 
Because again, how else to your bullshit? True. Um, well, yeah, but they, he's in the first match. Nagata versus Goto to get Togo. Yeah, I feel like it's still going to be Goto because they'll be like, oh, look at this. Goto went through a war against one of like New Japan's best and then Togo beat him because of some inane bullshit. The, one of the more interesting rounds, first round matches, Shima of Strong Hearts and Glate versus Takamichi Noku. Winner gets Yoshinubi Kanemori. Shima. Like yeah, it's, you're not bringing in a guest to have him lose in the first round, especially not someone the quality of Shima. Oh, dear. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Yo. The two cleanest cuttest of clean cuttest baby so, faces. That Winner is get, such a boring match. Winner gets Bad Luck Farley. <laughs> I'm going to say Tanahashi because usually Fale gets like one big win per tournament and Tanahashi will be on the chopping block this time Tetsuya Nato versus Yujiro Takahashi <laughs> feuds from 10 years ago are suddenly plucked out of the air winner gets Ghetto oh then it's going to be Nato because there's no way in like hell that like they're gonna have Gedo and Takahashi fight. Uh, I don't know. Big huge getting his big run to the New Japan Cup. That'd be great. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> as much as I'd love to see that happen, I just this is New Japan, and they're they're a company that seems very averse to fun, unless it's you know kinky dog chain matches. <laughs> it's. Yeah, okay. All right. In the land of the big hitters, Togi Makabe versus Jeff Cobb. Winner gets yes, Satoshi Kojima. Yeah, undoubtedly. Winner gets Satoshi Kojima. Nobody wants to see Makabe versus Kojima. Everyone wants to see Kojima versus Cobb. Yes, it would be, uh, be you know, Lariat City for everyone involved. Possibly both oh, those matches. I Will Ospreay is in this fucking tournament. Yeah, unfortunately. Ton Miyakohama versus Yoshihashi. Winner gets Kosei Fujita. Well, that's going to be... Uh, Ashi. It's got to be Ashi. You can't have anyone else, can't you? Really. Kota Ibushi, apparently, versus Great Okan. Uh, oh, Winner get, win gets Taiji Ishimori. I've seen pictures of Kota Ibushi, and one of his shoulders is bigger than the other one, so I'm suggesting probably not Ibushi. I'm not yeah, even sure Ibushi why he should be involved in this tournament. Ibushi said he's not 100%. Like He's continuously gone on record saying, oh, God, I'm not, I'm not 100%. No way. Which no. is either a massive work and he's going to win the whole fucking thing, or he's gone out round one and he needs an excuse. And I think Orkan has earned a win of that magnitude, even if, and it sets him up to go to like round three because he's against a junior next. I feel like that's definitely got to be Orkan. Uh, yeah, but he's bracketed. The next bracket is Ryo Iowa versus Zack Sabre Jr., with Zach's winning that. Three minutes, wrap it up and move on. And then I he say, gets. I say, did you say one of the young lions got a bloody buy into round two? Yeah, that was Fujita. Um, uh, what? Well, yeah, they're, they're clearly doing something. But Iowa and Zack Sabre Jr., the winner of that gets Dookie. And I'm intrigued to see Dookie versus Zack Sabre Jr. That should be really interesting. Yeah, that. That's got the potential to be a sleeper hit. Yuto Nakashima versus Aaron Henare. Well, Henare, now's your chance. The winner gets Sonata. Who's Nakashima? 
He's one of the new boys. Oh, then, yeah, no chance. <laughs> Bushy versus Billy Emotion Spray and his Circus of Mediocrity. Um, I'm going to do something that I really shouldn't do. Well, Osprey's going to win. No, but I'm giving Osprey some credit for something he did this week. Oh, what was that? So, obviously, recently, Gabe Kidd has gone on, like, Gabriel Kidd's gone on a bit of a Twitter rampage and things like that. Yes. And it's it's backfired massively. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's taken it like it's obviously taken its toll, but I don't think he was fully there when he started his little rampage to begin with. No. And in the weirdest, most sincere way I've ever seen Osprey react to anything, he has sort of been pushing for compassion for someone who he owes jack shit to. But that it's it's one of these cases where normally when Osprey does something, there's an angle. There's always an angle. There's always something in it for him. Yeah. It, blah, blah, blah. This seems to be one of the most selfless things I've seen one of the most self-obsessed people do. And it's one of the few times that I will commend him for doing the right thing. Mm. When it And again, I shouldn't have to. But when it's someone who perpetually does the wrong things so often. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of like, holy shit, you did something right. That deserves a round of applause. Like, fuck but me. For those of you who don't know the full story, Gabe Kidd did a shoot interview last week where he defended Sid Scala, who's the commissioner, deputy commissioner for NXT UK, because there were accusations against Sid Scala, which were very well founded and widely publicized. And people were actually amazed that Sid Scala still had a job. Um, and as Gabe is a friend with Sid, he went to defend him. And understandably, people were very upset with Gabe because I don't think Gabe, well, he didn't think about it at the time, but obviously he was trying to defend his friend. His friend isn't not, in my opinion, not worth defending because I think, you know, that's, that's that. Think things went very downhill. Very and, for, for, and for Gabe, who has not particularly great mental health, and has talked very you know, openly about that, um, when obviously people were saying, hey, look, you can't say things like, you shouldn't be saying things like that, and you should believe victims, which we all should. And, you know, he had a bit of a meltdown in public, which is unfortunate for him. And yes, I think Osprey was the right person to do it, because Osprey's had meltdowns in public himself many times um and has grown from the experience a little bit and doesn't do those things as much as he used to um and that that is a good thing it's showing growth i'm still not forgiving him for a lot of the things he's oh, done in God. The past. Oh, i'm not and then you're not either i'm not saying you have but you know what i mean it, it, it's nice to see him actually growing and trying to do the right thing when you see someone who never does the right thing do the right thing it's it's a sort of very interesting moment because it it's almost like watching the tipping point from someone going from a complete piece of shit to just a piece of shit to eventually <laughs> maybe even revolving to not a piece of shit. But I think we're time. a long way off that. <laughs> yeah. Will's 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 ego needs to kind of have a reset four or five times, but we'll see. Anyway. Like- with all of that like horrific stuff going, because I like Gabe Kidd. He 
he was one of the sort of staples for a lot of the like northeast wrestling for yeah for heading to the LA dojo or the New Japan dojo. I can't remember which he went to first. I th- I think as well that the the LA dojo crew also kind of like got themselves taking themselves far too seriously at the moment because they all got very angry about CM Punk sitting cross legs in the rings because that was that's their mentor's move. You know? no, I mean, the thing that CM Punk's been doing for a long time yes. as his Shibata, it's like, I feel yeah. like if there was an issue with it, Shibata would have complained. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, whoa, lads, calm down. You're fine. But yes, anyway, let's move back to this tournament. Bushi will wrestle Will Ospreay when uh, he gets El Fantasmo. I'm... See, Ospreay Fantasmo is a long-standing gimmick, like sort of feud but do you really want a heel versus heel so I, I don't know maybe maybe Bushi gets the sort of I'm not they're not going to cart Osprey all that way over there just to have him lose in the first round I don't think unfortunately I don't know because I think there'll be there's always something you can do with Osprey even if he's not in the tournament I suppose so he's one of those guys that they've invested that much in they'll give him something even if he doesn't so to have like Bushi get knocked, like Bushi knock him out. You can do the whole knocked confidence storyline, and then all of a sudden, oh, redemption arc, and bam, back to square one. Moving back to the land of big hitters, Tommy Iruishi versus Shingo Takagi. Winner gets Tango Lower. There's three matches for you. <laughs> Shingo? Shingo, yeah, I think Shingo Stop. gets Tango Lower, I would, get, I would say. Because I don't think they're ready to sort of put out Shingo's fire yet. No, no. Um, and he would actually have an easy run after that, because the next bracket is bracketed with Chase Owens and versus Jado, winner gets Tiger Mask. Sorry, who first Jado? Chase Owens versus Jado, winner gets Tiger Mask. So it's definitely Chase. <laughs> Chase is winning both them, and then he'll face Shingo. And die. Think. Yeah, <laughs> just get one of her. Or just just go. Thanks for call, thanks for the invite, lads. I'll be off now. Thank you very much, and just leave. <laughs> Raisuki Taguchi versus Evil. Winner gets Tamatonga. Oh god, it's Evil, obviously. And mm. oh god, Evil versus. That's actually no. That's actually quite interesting because I don't. Well, know... they had the, they had a match at G One, didn't they? Yeah, and it was pretty good. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know where the fuck. Evil and Tamatonga fall in the Bullet Club storyline. I no, say. we don't. So the, the things will develop that they're now all back in Japan. Hiromu Takahashi versus Show. Winner that's gets... going to be a pretty good match as long as Show remembers he can actually wrestle. Winner gets Minoru Suzuki. Takahashi. I want Takahashi versus Minoru Suzuki. That would be awesome. That has the like. We all know how Takahashi steps up to heavyweight opponents. Yeah. That's that's going to be incredible. So you get Takahashi versus Suzuki with the possibility of uh, the winner getting evil. So I think, yeah, that could be intriguing. I like Which that idea. Takahashi's going to topple Suzuki as well, then. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at these brackets. I would, get, I would guess our favourite would end up being Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. in the quarterfinals. And from what we've said, Okada versus... Oh, hang on. Uh, yeah, um, Chima versus Okada possibly in one quarter final. 
Um, be very interesting, considering it's like X Golden Boy versus current Golden Boy. Yeah, you could have uh, Bad Luck Farley versus to Jeff Cobb. That would be interesting. I'd like to see Jeff Cobb versus Bad Luck Farley. I think that could be actually because Farley's not. Farley's kind of one of those guys who's got a good wrestling head. He's not a brilliant wrestler, but he can have good wrestling matches with the right guys. And I think Cobb would actually do really well with him. It'd be intriguing. So, yeah. So, I think it could be a good New Japan Cup. Having said all that, there's just too many matches. (laughs) I still don't think we need this many people in the New Japan Cup. I will say... Today at the New Japan Cup this year might last for about two months at this particular rate of knots. I'm not sure if I'm going to do every match this year because um, it's actually easier for me this year than it was during the G1 because the G1 was fairly all-encompassing and I was having to get buses home. And whereas now I drive, it's a lot easier to do that. So I might be able to get... I, I can get up early and watch all the shows. So that shouldn't be a problem. So, But I will, I, will, I will endeavor to do today at the New Japan Cup. We'll see what we can do. It's nice having, you know, uh, a podcast to do every day. If you hope you've been enjoying the catch-up of the Wrestling Rewind that we've been doing every day, it's been fun to do. So, yeah. But that brings us to the end of the Troopany show for today. I would like to thank my guest, Mr. John Dinsdale. How are you, sir? And thank you very much for your time. Oh, God, that... I'm exhausted after that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling lethargic. I'm not going to get too passionate about it. Oh, I've spent most of my time spouting cynical conspiracy theories. <laughs> Where uh, can we find you on the internet, sir? You can find me at John Deathman on Twitter. That is the gateway to hell that will lead you to my ramblings, opinions, writings, occasional jokes. You name it, it's probably there. I'm not that scary. And obviously... Keep tuned to Steel Chair Magazine, where you can find writings by myself and Mr. Drupany. Indeed, you can, as well as a slew of exceptional writers from elsewhere. Thank you very much for listening to the Troopany Show today. My name is James Troopany. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star. You can find the show at Troopany Show on Twitter, on the Troopany Show on Facebook, and on Patreon, the Troopany Show, where you can keep the Troopany Show free forever for everyone. Don't know what we're doing next week, but we will be recording on Sunday. Me and Dara. Dara, I would was asking me about stuff. So we haven't done a show with you in ages, Dara. What do you want to do? And he was like, would you like to come? I said, I love coming on the Troopany show. And I said, what do you want to do? I said, you, would you like it to be picked or random stuff? And he said, make it as random as you can. Oh, it's going to be a corking show. <laughs> um, but I will explain. I will say it because he's never, we're going to review a wrestler and look at their entire career He's never heard of the wrestler before. So that's how good it's going to be. If you've listened, watch Dara's first reaction to anything. It's amazing. So tune in for that show. I am, I'm bigging it up, even before I've recorded it, because I know it might well be a classic. So we'll see you. We'll, we'll keep the surprise as much as we possibly can. All right, take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. <laughs>